This is Solidarity News on Radio Labour. This is a Radio Labour World Report recorded on Friday, November 18th, 2022. I'm Mark Boulanger. In the report this week, the Fifth World Congress of the International Trade Union Confederation. The call for a climate-just transition in Africa. The Labour Start report about union events and singing. They have taken that they never to burn, But without a brain and muscle, not a single wheel can turn. We can break their haunting power, gain our freedom when we learn that the union makes us strong. This is Radio Labour. Let's above all reaffirm our commitment to build workers' power to change the rules of a rotten environment where workers are not sharing prosperity, where their families are not sharing prosperity. That is Sharon Burrell, the General Secretary of the International Trade Union Confederation. The ITC is the organization which represents more than 300 national trade union centers, such as the Ghana Trade Union Congress and the AFL-CIO in the United States. Together, the centers represent over 200 million union members. The Confederation is conducting its Fifth World Congress in Melbourne, Australia, November 17th to 22nd, 2022. The Congress is held every four years. Ms. Burrell, an Australian trade unionist, is the first woman to become General Secretary of the ITUC since its founding in 2006. It is extraordinary to be together again, and even more incredible to see you all in Australia and in my home city, Melbourne, the city that's the home to the Australian Council of Trade Unions, which of course is my own union movement. We, as trade unionists, are human rights defenders, labour rights defenders, in the largest democratic movement in the world. The ITUC family has much to be proud of, but we have much to do. It's why we are here at Congress, to renew our commitment to change, to change the working model that's abandoned working people and their families, to lay out our determination to win a new social contract with people and planet at the heart of a sustainable and a socially just future. And as we fight to actually get minimum living wages and, and collective bargaining respected, then I can tell you that the reality is even worse for the 60% of the people, our family, struggling in the informal economy to make ends meet with no rights, no minimum wage, no social protection. We have a broken labour market. This broken labour market is seeing such insecurity in the formal and the informal sectors of our economy. And what it says is when governments fail to regulate and fail to ensure fair distribution of wealth, then what do we get? We get 500 new billionaires being created in 2021 in the middle of a pandemic and indeed an increase in their combined wealth that's equal to just one year or twice the GDP of countries like Indonesia in just one year. 
and the wealthy with control of all that corporate wealth and despite the massive increase in profits and productivity still fight industrial laws in this country, in every country. They still fight against minimum wages on which people can live with dignity despite the fact that that would contribute to an economy that was more robust. They definitely fight against the shared prosperity that we want through collective bargaining. So our fight continues to defend the right to share the wealth of nations. Let me also thank you for the privilege, the unbelievable privilege of a lifetime working for you as our General Secretary. It's been a shared journey and we can proudly demonstrate the incredible strength of our movement. And I'm going to leave you with a woman's voice. Bilan says it all. She says, that's right, you can hear her sisters. It is only when we are united in our advocacy for the human rights of every worker, no matter their race, gender or ability, that we are truly building a transformative union movement that fights for the liberation, the freedom for all of us. The UN Climate Conference, known as COP27, is continuing in Egypt with many trade unionists participating. Labor leaders are calling for a just transition as workers see their jobs radically changed or lost because of climate change. Africa is one of the regions being hit most hard by climate change, and so the demand for just transition there is increasing. One of the participants in COP27 is Rhoda Boateng. Ms. Boateng is a program coordinator for ITUC Africa. The ITUC, the International Trade Union Confederation, represents national union centers such as the Ghana Trade Union Congress and the AFL-CIO in the United States. Ms. Boateng spoke at one of the side events at COP27. We know that Just Transition has gained so much traction over the last... um four or five years, especially after its inception into the Paris Agreement, but most importantly also um, following the adoption of the ILO guidelines on just transition. And so as we can see now, just transition has become a very common phrase and oftentimes even actually used interchangeably with climates. More and more we are hearing just just transition because we've also already established that the climate crisis are with us. And we have come to the point where we've realized that we need to move, we need to shift, we need to transform our economies and societies. And this is why Just Transition has gained so much traction, because we want this to be done in a just way, in a way that will not um, reinforce the inequalities and the injustices that we have in our societies, but a way that will not leave people behind. And most importantly for trade unions, a way that will not um, leave marginalized um, workers and the working class behind. And so um, just to establish that in Africa, it's a very peculiar case where we know that we have very high levels of, of, of unemployment, um, but then also the, 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 we also organize quite a good number of workers. Um, it's also important for us to establish that the workers that we organize are oftentimes found in the, in the, in the formal sector. Where, whereas in Africa, we have a very huge level of informal workers or people found in the informal sector with high rates, 
ranging from 70 to even 90% in some countries where you have a lot of people found in the informal sector. And so just transition for us actually means several things. And the way just transition will unfold in Africa is not how just transition perhaps will unfold or how we are seeing just transition unfold in different sectors or in different continents and in different parts of the world. And that is why this work is very important. And so maybe just coming specifically to how um, just transition is unfolding, um, it's important for us to establish that climate change is affecting us on various levels and also specifically in specific sectors. If you take certain sectors such as the agriculture sector, such as transport, um, sectors um, such as energy, um, tourism, etc., these sectors are all being affected one way or the other in a lot of different countries across Africa. And we know again that these sectors, or this means that um, um, workers are being affected, or the people who the people who are found in these sectors are the ones who are being affected. And so workers have been affected in diverse ways. And I am, the ILO has established that work is going to, or climate change is going to affect workers actually on four different levels, where we see that some in some sectors work is actually going to be lost completely. Some workers are going to lose their jobs completely. Some workers are going to um, also transform their work. And so if you take sectors such as the, the energy sector, and I'll give a specific example of um, um, South Africa, work is being transformed. And so workers who are found in sectors such as the coal mining sector, for instance, would have to go under transformation and work in new sectors and emerging sectors such as energy or renewable energy sector. Here with his report about union events is Labour Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. This week, our top story section included links to coverage of the opening of the International Trade Union Confederation's fifth global conference in Melbourne, Australia, proof that strike activity in the United Kingdom is rising to levels that have not been seen in decades, and reports of events and actions around the world as unions marked Global Fast Food Workers Week. But my favorite top story of the week was World Toilet Day, the day each year when unions join in reminding us all that in many workplaces, workers are denied the right to toilet breaks and to clean, sanitary, and convenient comfort facilities. Because in many cultures, this is a difficult subject, especially for women and LGBTQ plus people, this is an important health and safety issue which doesn't get the attention that it deserves. For our Working Women page, our volunteers found news items discussing why women workers in Europe have been so hard hit by increased energy prices, reports from participants at the World Women's Conference, an event that brings together women trade union leaders from around the world during the days preceding the ITUC's global conference, and an interview with a union activist in Namibia about her struggles for gender equality. We also, unfortunately, have several reports of the arrest of a prominent trade union leader in Pakistan. Shamim Ara is the General Secretary of the All Sindh Ladies Health Workers Union. She remains in custody after she led a demonstration demanding increased wages in which the police deployed water cannons and tear gas. Seventy of her comrades were also arrested but later were released. A small sample of the stories appearing on our health and safety page in Newswire this week included items about a planned safety strike by Australian firefighters, 
the rejuvenation of the fight against asbestos in Zimbabwe, and the good news that Nigeria has ratified ILO Convention 190 respecting workplace violence and harassment. This means that as of this week, 22 countries have ratified the convention. Our current photo of the week is of a picket line at an Amazon facility in the Basque country of Spain, where last month workers there were warming up for the actions planned around the world as Amazon gears up for Black Friday. Labor Start hosts online solidarity actions at the request of unions around the world. This week, we'd like to highlight an urgent appeal for online solidarity with trade union activists in Belarus, Turkey, the Philippines, Canada, Myanmar, and Kazakhstan. If you can spare just a few seconds, you can do your part in these struggles by sending a solidarity message. Look for details of these and other campaigns on our site. This is Derek Blackadder from Labor Start, reporting for Radio Labor. Now here is Australia's Victorian Trade Union Choir with When the union's inspiration through the world is not shown, There can be no power greater anywhere beneath the sun Yet what force on earth is weaker than the feeble strength of one For the union makes us strong Solidarity forever Solidarity forever Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity.